are back. Tim Bray here with Andrew O'Reilly. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. That's my son's favorite commercial every time he's on the radio. O'Reilly's yeah. Auto Parts. Which son? Uh, the littlest one, Killian. That's very cool. Yeah, he lights up. He thinks it's about us. It is about you, <laughs> right? Every time I see that sign, I think the same thing. So... The last podcast, you know, we kind of left, you know, you, we, we realized you got back into the business with a wave of other people that have gotten back in the business as well. Yeah, there was a lot of people in the class, that's for sure. There How many did you have? I think there was over 60 in the class. Okay. So we're well over a thousand agents in the Eastern Connecticut Association of Realtors at this time, which is an all-time record. Uh, great thing for them. There's a lot of revenue that's coming in. Um, how do you feel about all of these agents coming into a market where inventory is extremely low? Is it a fight? I think it's a couple ways. I mean, it's great for people to give it a shot. Sure. Um, good for them. Um, hopefully a lot of them make it. But let's look at the stats. Let's look at, at what it is. So over four typically prior to covid, um, every four years, 92 percent turnover rate for realtors holy smokes talk about pressure what yeah. are what are some things that you can do to stand out and make sure that you're one of those agents that is in the eight percent that's a that's a big question and that's the million dollar question like what do you do to survive how do you stand out um i think the number one is to make sure to keep learning keep educating from the people around you you know, so like there's people that's made it. There's people that are very successful. There's people that are comfortable. Like, what are they doing to survive? What are they doing that's standing out and learn from them? So would you align yourself with a group of, of agents that are extremely successful um, and have a track record of success? Absolutely. And, and to, I mean, to leech off them, like... Just, I mean, that's just the reality. Like you gotta, you blood sucking. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, uh, take what can you get? You gotta be hungry and you, and you gotta study and learn. And just sometimes it's sitting back, um, and watching. Sometimes it's asking questions and, uh, other times it's just taking charge and having them there to, uh, to watch and teach you after yeah. saying, this is, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did right. And then each experience is learning. And I remember a lot of these agents are out there just looking for a path. They're looking for that journey to success. And, uh, you know, in making a decision, do you go to an EXP where the, the, you know, you've got a brokerage model that's online and can train you. Or do you need that person that's right there that can watch over your shoulder, um, help guide you in a direction? Uh, you know, do you work for a Remax where there's a desk fee? Do you go to a big brokerage shop where you know maybe they have a training um, module that will help you grow and get your feet on the ground? Yeah, that's I think up to each individual person what they think is going to be the best bet for them. Like I. I think the best bet for me personally was joining a team, a smaller group of people that want everybody to succeed. They want everybody to win and they want everybody to learn the right way to do things. Um, and for me, that's, that was the way to go. And that's why I joined this group. Like it's a smaller group of very successful agents and it's always about doing the right thing for the client here. So but you've got, to, you've, you've got to understand, we go completely against the grain. 
Yeah, um, and that's, that's... I mean, even in a model. I mean, traditionally, people... I've got calls every day from agents who want to belong to our group. And um, quite frankly, the model states that I should hire as many agents as I possibly can, knowing that each agent is going to reach out to their family and friends, and they're going to do on an average of four deals a year, which will net me between sixteen dollars and $18,000 in commissionable income. It's pretty much like what the pyramid schemes are out there, right? Like, <laughs> I but, mean, but do they care? Are, who's, who's helping or who are they hurting? Like if you're a brand new agent and you've got four deals that you're working on and they are your close family and friends, you're learning by working with them. Yeah, it's tough. And so are you, are you now where your potential actually, you know, you should fail forward, but your potential for failure with your family and friends is great. You're going to adversely, most likely adversely impact them yeah. in order for you to get better. So I don't know if I like this model. I don't know if I like the I, way it's set up. It wasn't a great model for me. Um, I, but you don't have many friends. <laughs> you got a lot of, yeah, you got a lot of family, but then again, I've, I've worked with most of them. So. Yeah. You've done to deal with almost every one of them. Um, but no, I think the biggest thing is, 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 like I said, is you really got to keep learning. You, I mean, look at, have you stopped learning? No, I'm, I'm a student of life. Yeah. I think every single deal you do deal, you do, you learn from, um, you got to keep reading the books and listening to podcasts and just learning from the people around you. Like every single person is, but you want to minimize your errors, right? You want to minimize the mistakes you make because those mistakes can cost those people you care about dearly a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of, uh, stress. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why it's important to be on a, on a team of people that are willing to, that's been there, that's done that. And that's willing to walk you through it. Um, if there is a question. And again, I think a lot of the team, these teams are set up to be extremely transactional. So it is all about the numbers. Um, and it's not so much about the client. And I think that's where our team goes a little sideways. You know, we're all about let's, if the deal is not right f for our client, kill it. Yeah. That, you don't want somebody to make a bad financial choice, whether it's getting into a house that's falling apart and needs a new roof that needs a new septic, or if it's an investment property that just doesn't cash flow. Like, oh, I love that. You can't change the numbers. Like, that's the number one thing. Like, but can you change the numbers? What if you could see those opportunities where maybe they're not charging enough rent? Maybe they could add a coin operated laundry in the basement. Can you change those numbers? So I think you can change the numbers once you're in there. Yeah. But what but if you can see those opportunities? When you're just looking at a property and say, wow, they're charging way too little rent. Can you increase those numbers after you purchase it? I th yeah, absolutely. You absolutely can. But you don't want to reach on that purchase price for what ifs. And that's my opinion. Like you don't want to stretch that purchase price being like, this is this is it. Because that's where mistakes can happen, too. And some of these functionality, right? Functional utility of a property. Maybe you have a bunch of efficiencies that are out there. Maybe let's say you've got a 20 unit apartment with efficiencies and they all have a bidet. Is that important to that type of clientele? 
Yeah, most likely not. Right. You so know? you could swap out the bidet for a drinking fountain? <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yeah, but you can't charge yeah. for that. No, but I mean, it's just really keeping an eye out. Like I have a, um, a client that's looking for getting the multifamilies and we saw um, a house in Pocketuck the other day that's a one family that was a two family. That sounds like an opportunity to pick that per, uh, house back up, convert it back to a two family, and then you got a cash cash flow and property. So this is why you are working here at Seaport, because this is the way your mind works. I truly appreciate you and your time until next time, my friend. All right, let's go.